the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. <laughs> I'm going to go to the phones. Lance in Mechanicsburg. Hang tight, brother. I'll be there in just a, a moment. But during the commercial break, I've got the uh, TV monitor on here in the studio. And I have said now for over two years... When we finally get past all of this COVID stuff, we're going to look back and realize almost everything we were told was not true. And I was just reminded of that because we were told when the vaccine first came out, we were told, and folks, you know this, I'm not making this up, we were told, get the shot, you won't get COVID. Get the shot, you are safe. Get the shot, you will not get COVID. Remember that? And then it changed, it changed, it changed, it changed, it changed. I just saw a commercial from the federal government, and it began with big letters across the screen. If you are vaccinated, you could get COVID again. That was the message. Which is exactly the opposite of what we were told. If you got the vaccine, you could get COVID again. So what was it about? Well, you need to get the booster because, yeah, you could get it again, but if you get the booster, it won't be as bad. And I'll just leave it at that. It's just what the federal government told us with absolute authority. If you get the shot, you won't get COVID. The very same federal government just said exactly the opposite. If you got the vaccine, you could get it again. Wow. All right. Uh, It's Friday, and we're going to go to the phones, and I've got Lance in Mechanicsburg, Ohio. Hey, Lance, how are you today? Welcome. Hey, Bob, doing real good. Happy Friday, and thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. My pleasure. So I got a question. Uh, I, I guess it's open line, and it's really nothing to do with what you were talking about. So I hope that's, that's all okay. right. Sure, it is. Okay, uh, this is about church, about an issue. And uh, so, I go to an SBC affiliated church, and I'll just leave it at that. I won't say the name. Okay. And uh, I've been going almost seven years now, and I really like the church. And you know, there's a lot of good things happening at that church. Um, I love the pastor, love the leadership. There's people getting saved, lives are getting changed, you know, baptisms going on regularly. And I just want to say that up front because I don't want people to think I'm bashing the church or anything. But I, in the seven years almost I've been going there, I it's starting to concern me. I've, I've not heard any, I guess, teaching, preaching sermons on uh, very much of anything to do with the rapture of the church. No teaching, preaching sermons on prophecy, really of any kind, especially not any end-time prophecy. 
and very little teaching out of the Book of Revelation, period. Mm-hmm. And I have some friends I have some friends of mine who've been going there, oh, probably 10-plus years, you know, longer than I have. I said, have you guys ever heard any of those subjects? And they, and they all said very little, uh, maybe a little bit out of Revelation, but that's it, definitely nothing on rapture, nothing on, you know, prophecy. Mm-hmm. So it's starting to concern me a little bit. And I guess I had a, I guess just a two-part question kind of that, uh, being you were a pastor for many years and you were in leadership, you know, what what will be the right way maybe to approach this without sounding, you know, I guess overbearing or trying to, you know, tell them what okay. they need to preach or teach? Well, first— And, and, and why do you think—okay. Oh, no, go ahead. Finish, and then I'll try to answer. Okay, and I was going to say, why do you think this is just not being taught in our churches? You know, I mean, it's just—I don't hear much of it from okay. anybody from any church, really. Okay. First, I just want to commend your church— for preaching the gospel, seeing people saved, seeing people baptized, seeing people becoming disciples of Christ. That is something to thank God for, which means your church is providing the primary message given to the church by Jesus in the New Testament. So that's that's number one. Number two, I can't answer why your church and other churches are not preaching prophecy and so forth. I could speculate, but that's all it would be, would be speculation. A lot of churches don't want to do it because of the the phony, baloney prophecy preachers, the date setters uh, that have been so wrong, have made millions of dollars on false books about blood moons and this prophecy and that date and so forth. And I think a lot of pastors don't want to be identified with that. Is that a reason why prophecy should not be taught? No. Another reason is that prophecy is a very inexact science. There are things that we can be absolutely certain about with biblical prophecy. But there are many things that are speculative, Uh, I've been studying Bible prophecy for many, many years. Uh, I could teach a prophecy conference, and I have, uh, but I probably have more questions than I have answers. I really do. Uh, So with all that said, to answer the most important question that you asked is, how do you deal with it? You kindly and humbly Ask for a meeting with the leaders of your church. I don't know the size of your church or the leadership structure. I would say if you could have a meeting with the senior pastor, that's where I would start. Uh, If that's not possible, uh, then deacon, elder, officers, or whatever, or a staff member. And again, very, very humbly express your gratitude for the church how much you love the church, how much you've grown, how much you appreciate people being saved and so forth, and then simply say, but I I do have a concern. I have a heart for Bible prophecy. I think it's important. Can you share with me why we don't hear more of that teaching? I think it's very important not to be accusatory. And from listening to your voice, I don't think you would be. But pastors are humans, and all the time, pastors get bombarded by members of the church. Why don't you do this, and why don't you do this? And so many people have a pet peeve. 
and they want this in the church because that's the only thing that's important to them. And pastors being humans will probably just say, well, here's another person with a pet peeve. But I think if you approach them humbly, with a spirit of humility, and they know the attitude with which you are coming to them, I think they will listen and find out why. Uh, The pastor may not feel competent in teaching on prophecy. Uh, There may be other reasons. Um, And again, I would not dare to speculate on your particular church situation. But, and and here's, here's something really, really important. Don't talk about this with other people in the church, uh, because there's a very real chance of sowing discord, and God hates discord in the church. So take it to the leadership. Humbly, honestly, ask. This is something I'm concerned about, and I would love to hear your opinion, your thoughts. Uh, Let me know. And then determine how you respond after that. But do not in any way go around the church saying, I don't know why we, you know, I, I love this church, but I don't have a, I don't know why we're not seeing prophecy here. You're just so discord. Don't do that. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, that sounds like good advice. And I will definitely take that under consideration. And again, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm definitely. You know, I'm definitely uh, really like this church, and I have nothing bad to say about it. I just, I'm just trying to figure out why sure. it's just not being taught. I guess that's all. Well, know, that's, and, that's and, and, and go to the source. And I, yeah. Lance, I appreciate so much your spirit in this. I was the senior pastor for 25 years, and I can honestly say anybody who came to me with the spirit that you are displaying I would happily sit down with them and talk and discuss and pray together, uh, and I did. But often, again, people just had a pet peeve, and they just wanted to sound off and cause discord, and that dishonors God. And no, yeah. I know you're not going to do that. So thank you, Lance. Thank you. Absolutely, Bible. Thanks, and have a blessed weekend. Appreciate you, it. you as well. God bless you. God bless you. Um, I hope I answer that truthfully, and more importantly, biblically. Uh, it is very difficult for pastors to be completely balanced in their teaching, and that one thing I didn't mention is pray, pray, pray for your pastor and the leadership of your church, please. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Well, the campaign in the mainstream media has begun... To defend Joe Biden's mishandling of top-secret documents. Yesterday, much of the mainstream media was really tough 
on the uh, White House press secretary. I mean, they were. Yesterday, they were pretty tough. And yesterday, even CNN was reporting, oh, this is troublesome for the president. This could be a problem. Um, This doesn't look good for the president. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. This is today. And the campaign to justify, to defend, to deflect from Joe Biden has begun. Uh, CNN is reporting. uh, Let me pull it up here. CNN. Headline. Oh, get out of the way. One of those pop-ups just... Hang on, let me scroll down just a little bit. Yeah, here it is. White House aides process to pack up Biden's workspaces was muddled and hurried as he used his office until the final minutes of his vice presidency. Biden's whirlwind final days as vice president had aides scrambling. Yeah. And if you read the article from CNN, it's like he was being so faithful to the American people. He was working every minute of every day right until the last minute. And, okay, they um, the aides got a little confused about the transfer of documents because he was working so hard. Yeah, really? Yeah, the uh, the campaign, and again, the difference between the way the left is handling Biden and the way the left is handling Trump, amazing. Well, and I must admit, there's a world of difference between the way the right is handling Biden and the way the white right handled and is handling Trump. So anyway, this is going to be fascinating to watch. All right. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, in Loudonville, Ohio, we've got Erica on the line. Erica, welcome, and thank you for calling. Hi, Bob. Love to hear the sound of your voice. (laughs) Well, you as well. Thank you for calling. Oh, thank you, too. Um, Bob, I'm just concerned. I'm sorry. I just have not had the opportunity to listen to your show earlier today. But I am really concerned how they keep pushing online gambling on us, the sports betting. And I'm just wondering, why didn't we get a chance to vote on this? As Ohioans, didn't, we didn't have a chance to say yes or no, we want this or we don't. It's just, well, it's here. What? You know, what's your take? Well, <laughs> when Ohioans opened the door for casino gambling... Uh And, hey, I I don't know a lot of things. I certainly don't know most things. But I predicted way back several years ago when finally, year after year after year after year, gambling was on the ballot. And Ohio said no, 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 over and over and over again. They finally wore us out. And Ohioans finally said, okay, okay, okay. We will vote for just a couple of casinos. But that wasn't the end of it. No, 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 no. It opened the door for the race casinos, and it opened the door for Kino, 
and it opened the door for this. And then we had the legislature with a bunch of Republicans voting for it, for sports betting. And Erica, it is going to be a disaster. Oh, my goodness. I'm not on board with that at all. I'm not either. You know, I vote against the casinos. One is right up the road where I usually live in Columbus makes me annoyed because I feel as if the voters will have been overrode by a few special interests. Yeah, well, we will be. And um, yeah. occasionally this sports gambling thing is just becoming completely obnoxious. Occasionally I listen to one of the sports radio stations here in Columbus, and you can't listen for 10 minutes on that sports station without something about gambling, 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 gambling. It took millions of dollars from my family. If they, if my parents had invested what they spent on gambling, we would have millions of dollars now because yeah. my parents were both gambling addicts. I mean, God yeah. bless them, you know, and honor thy father and thy mother. But it's just the truth, Bob. You know, sorry to be frank. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's going oh. to destroy countless families. It's going to destroy marriages. Um, it's going to be it's going to be devastating, and they justify it by saying, "Well, we take part of the proceeds to help problem gamblers." So, in other words, you create a problem, and then you brag about the fact that you take a tiny portion of the money that you get to treat the people that have the problem that you created. It's wicked. It's evil. It's wrong. Well, I know it is. It's very addictive and it's dangerous. And I'm glad you and I are on the same page. All right. Thanks, Erica. God bless you. Uh, my views on the lottery and gambling are uh, well known, and I make no apologies. All right. We're going to take top of the hour break, and we will return. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 